Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Saturday, December 10th, 2022, and this is day 1725 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning in to our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we thank you so much. Thank you, Lord, for allowing us to go forth and uh, do what you've given us to do. We surrender all to you. We glorify you with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. You are our sovereign God. And thank you for your precious son, Jesus Christ, who came to this earth as a baby and grew up and in three years accomplished everything you had given him to do. And then he died on that cross and took on every one of our sins. And then he was buried and rose up from the grave. And he was victorious over death, over hell, and the grave. So as so that we would have the chance to be with you for eternity. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, my Lord, that you will speak today that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Today's message is, unforgiveness is a dangerous location. Very, very dangerous, more so than we probably even know or even understand. So this is what the Lord has given us for today. We're going to be coming out of Matthew chapter 18, verses 21 through 35. And then I'll have a few other scriptures as well. So let's get to the word. Uh, Matthew chapter 18, starting in verse 21. And it says, then Peter came to Jesus and asked, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me? Up to seven times. Jesus answered, I tell you, not seven times, but 77 times. He's saying, this is a number that you don't even need to count it. How many times you forgive someone, basically. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a king who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. As he began the settlement, a man who owed him 10,000 bags of gold was brought to him. Since he was not able to pay, the master ordered that he and his wife and his children and all that he had be sold to repay the debt. And that is how they would do it back in those days. If you could not pay your debt, then they could even take your family member as a slave or they could have you imprisoned until, you know, your debt was paid. At this, the servant fell on his knees before him. Be patient with me, he begged and I will pay back everything. The servant's master took pity on him, canceled the debt, and let him go. Mm, Glory to God. But when that servant went out, he found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred silver coins. You notice that he owed 10,000 bags of gold. And his, this man who was forgiven, his servant owed him a hundred silver coins. He grabbed him and began to choke him. Pay back what you owe me, he demanded. His fellow servant 
fell to his knees and begged him, be patient with me and I will pay it back. But he refused. Instead, he went off and had the man thrown into prison until he could pay the debt. When the other servants saw what had happened, they were outraged and went and told their master everything that had happened. Then the master called the servant in. You wicked servant, he said. I canceled all that debt of yours because you begged me to. Shouldn't you have had mercy on your fellow servant just as I had on you? In anger, his master handed him over to the jailers to be tortured until he should pay back all he owed. This is how my heavenly father will treat each of you unless you forgive your brother or sister from your heart. Isn't that something? So this represents Jesus has forgiven us. God has forgiven us through the blood of Jesus. And then we we turn around and then we don't offer that same type of forgiveness to others. Then that is something that infuriates infuriates God, just as we could see here as the parable that Jesus gave. This is how our Heavenly Father feels if we don't forgive others as he has forgiven us. That is why, and if we, and we must mean it sincerely. We must mean it when he says from the heart. This is not just a flesh thing where we just say it and we don't really mean it. We're just going through the motions. God is saying, I want you to mean it. So let's go to our points. Have you ever been headed to a certain location and the closer you got to it, it felt like an unsafe or dangerous place to be? I've done that and and I get there and it's like, hmm, maybe I better just turn back around and go back home. This doesn't look safe. (laughs) There are times in our lives when people hurt us or, or make us so angry that we begin to hate them and harbor an unforgiving attitude toward them. We are treading on dangerous ground when we do that. Let's take a look at what else God says about forgiveness. Ephesians 4.32 Be kind and compassionate to one another, forgiving each other, just as in Christ God forgave you. That's Ephesians 4.32 Matthew 6.12-12 through says, and forgive us our debts. This is, this is the prayer when um, uh, Jesus' disciples said, how should we pray? And this was part of the prayer. It says, and forgive us our debts as we also have forgiven our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For if you forgive other people when they sin against you, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their sins, your Father will not forgive your sins. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me uh, was the temptation. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And then he goes right back into forgiveness again. And how we must forgive if we want our Father to forgive us. And and I believe, 
you know, this is just something that I'm, I'm feeling in my spirit that, you know, we can be tempted to not forgive. We can be tempted by the evil one and the evil one is Satan, who is uh, it right at this time uh, has control over this world system. He can only do, though, what God allows him to do up to a certain point. So right now, God is allowing him uh, to do certain things up to a certain point. But we must not fall into the temptation to um, not forgive, to, to be unforgiving, I should say. If our sins are not forgiven by God, then we'll be denied access to eternal life with the Lord. We must keep our eyes on the kingdom. And so we are sharing Jesus, who is uh, the kingdom of God, uh, sharing his love and uh, how, you know, we should be acting here on earth. So we take on the kingdom principles. Uh, we're ambassadors of God. So we take on those kingdom principles, which are laid out here in the word of God. And so we share that, we live that, uh, so that we uh, ultimately will be with the Lord for eternity. So this means we'll spend eternity, if we do not have access to be with the Lord, we will spend eternity in hell. This is very serious. This is a matter of life or death. So we should not take this lightly. Point number two, forgiveness is not based upon our feelings or our emotions. It's based upon obedience to God from our hearts. When we obey God, that means we love him. We have to make up our minds to do it and then take action to make it happen. Not allowing anything or anyone to keep us from doing so. When you forgive, don't be disheartened. If the other person does not respond the way you think they should. Remember, it's not about feelings or emotions. Once you make that major first step, God will do the rest through healing your broken heart, restoring and prospering you mentally, physically, and spiritually. If we trust him, it takes faith, y'all. It is definitely a faith walk. For example, if you don't get proper rest. You're not able to function at your fullest capacity, right? Sleep deprived can make us off balanced, affecting our brain function and our ability to make good choices. God made us in his image. He rested on the seventh day. He created us to rest as well. He created our bodies to rest on a daily basis. And since we're created in our Father's image, and He has shown us grace, mercy, and forgiveness, then we are equipped to do the same through the Lord. We don't do this in the flesh on our own. Our flesh is saying, no, no, it's tempted. No, don't do that. Remember what they did to you? You, you know, you have the right to hold them hostage by not forgiving them. You now, when we do that, we've taken vengeance into our own hands. God said, vengeance is mine in Romans chapter 12. He said, I will repay. So when we do that, we're trying to be God. 
by repaying harm. And I'm not belittling what someone has done to you at all. It can be extremely painful. And it's something that we may feel like, how am I going to get through this? Well, the way through is through our Lord. That's who brings us through it and obeying him fully. So I'm going to share with you again. And uh, many times uh, the Lord will give me something to share more than once (laughs) because he knows the audience. I don't know the audience. But he knows who is listening and what you need. And so uh, when I was seven, my parents divorced. I'm the oldest of seven, five children with my mom and two uh, sisters with my dad and stepmom. And so I, I look at them as my regular sisters. I love them just like my, uh, my other family members. There's no difference. But what happened was when they divorced, we immediately went into poverty. We lived a middle-class life. We, you know, my father uh, was very um, uh, attentive, it seemed, based upon my remembrance and uh, spent time with us. He was an entrepreneur and a fire chief. My mom was a homemaker. And when they divorced, he moved away uh, to California and uh, he started a new life, and we were no longer a part of his life. He, uh, it was, you know, on a rare occasion, we would go and spend a couple of summers. I remember spending a couple of summers with him in California, uh, and my brothers did. And uh, as we got older, and he did not send um, child support to help us. Uh, and, you know, it was stated that he did, but the once or twice, but the courts never told my mom. They didn't have a system like they do now. And so we struggled uh, on a regular basis, but we had a lot of love. I'll say that. (laughs) My mother worked two jobs most of the time, and, and me being the oldest, I was the mother at home. And I often wondered, I would say, why doesn't my daddy love us? Why doesn't he help us? We need help. And his mom, my grandma, She would spend time with us, um, you know, try to do things with us every week or every other week and taking us places and things like that. But um, anyway, so we went to visit him one summer and uh, in California and all seven of us were prepared to go to to, uh, Disneyland and we were extremely excited. And then my dad and mom went to another room before we left and came back out and said, we decided to take our two and uh, we'll take you all another time. So the five of us stayed home at the house in California while they went to Disneyland. And uh, my stepmom's uh, uh, nephew was there with us and he was not much older than us. And we were just very bitter and fought and was angry and hurt. And that hurt stuck with me. You know, it was like this compounded hurt, uh, first of all, for not being in our lives or not providing and not doing things. And my grandma would show us pictures uh, of my dad and his family, my siblings and my my brother, uh, who's a year younger than me, who's since passed and gone to be with the Lord, uh, was with my dad. He moved out there and stayed with him for a while. 
And they would show, she would show us pictures of them on the beach and doing all kind of exciting things. And here we are struggling to eat, figure out what we're going to eat for a meal. We, we had lots of potatoes. I'll tell you that. <laughs> lots of potatoes. I became the best potato maker in the world. I could make all kinds of fried potatoes, French fries, mashed potatoes, potato cakes, anything you want to come up with. I could make them through with potatoes. <laughs> But that was like putting, pouring salt in the wound when my grandma would show me that. But I, her intentions were good. It was so we would know our family members. But um, anyway, I harbored that hurt and pain and anger, and it turned into bitterness until I was in my around 40 years old. I'm now 63. And it took that many years uh, for me or late 30s maybe, to let that go. And God let me know three different times that I needed to let that go and I needed to forgive. And three times, and he works through people. And he, I remember I'm in church and I'm doing, I'm active in church. I mean, literally teaching and doing all those things, but still had this baggage that God said, you got to let that go or I will not be able to forgive you. And God does not go against his word. And finally, on the third time, a lady came to me. And, and each time it was someone that came to me and said, uh, Sister Jackie, the Lord showed me you've got unforgiveness in your heart. And I would just say, okay, thank you for letting me know. But that last time, it was like a jolt to my system, to my spirit. And I could sense the urgency God is saying, I can't take you where I want to take you with you harboring and holding on to unforgiveness. And so I changed that day and I made that phone call. At that time, my father was living in North Carolina. I made that phone call and I got my mom, my stepmom, and the Lord said her too. And I asked her for forgiveness for me harboring unforgiveness towards them and shared why. And she was very gracious and accepted that. And then she said, I'll have your dad call you when he gets home. And he did. And and uh, I shared the same thing with him and and uh, asked for forgiveness and, and uh, forgave him. And he did not respond in the way I thought. I just kind of thought he would be, it would be a kumbaya moment. Like, oh yeah, baby, me too. I'm so sorry, blah, blah, blah. It was nothing like that. He just changed the subject and started talking about something else. And I got off the phone and I felt very confused. And the Lord, it was like, it was like this, I, you know, it, it was such a awkward moment, but yet the most beautiful moment in my life. Where in the spiritual realm, I was elevated to a place that I never knew existed in God. And see, this is what God is saying. He wants to, he wants to elevate us. He wants us to prosper and to flourish in every way. And when we hold on forgiveness, we're stunting our growth. And the Lord said, it's not about what the other person says. It's about you being obedient and you have done what I've called you to do. Now I can use you in other areas, such as this, doing a podcast, such as teaching youth, all these different things, because now I can do it 
from a pure place in my heart, knowing that I'm, I can't teach you or share something with you if I'm not doing it. That would be a hypocrite. And that's the last thing I ever want to be. So it's about you now. What is God giving you? What is he showing you? Because he loves you so much that he's saying, I want you to get this. And I want you to begin to make that change and let it go. And and here's the other thing. You have a choice. God never forces us to do anything. He loves us all the way to hell if we choose to go there. And we choose to go there by not accepting him as Savior. If you don't know him as your Lord and Savior, this is your day. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. And you see, once that happens, all these other things will begin to change in your life. You will no longer want to harbor unforgiveness. All right, God loves you and I do too. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E-B-U-Y-C-K-S Ministries. Org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org to learn more about what we're doing in the community with our youth. We'll be uh, having our session today from 9 to noon. You're more than welcome to pop in and see what we're doing. We're at the um, Multipurpose Center at 3200 Wayne. We'll be there from 9 to 12, working with our youth, teaching them life skills, workforce skills, entrepreneurship development, peer mediation skills, and human and sex trafficking awareness. Today, we'll be still focusing on entrepreneurship. The the youth are getting ready for a big pop-up store next Saturday. So we're excited about that. And we thank you so much for your support and uh, for your donations. They are such a blessing and keep us going, uh, doing the work God has given us all to do. All right, mighty warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.